Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Sanjay Torre, another episode of Georgia State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute radio show. You excited, Sanjay? I am pretty excited. What's your favorite part about doing these kind of radio days? I think it's cool really listening to my peers, basically, in all of their business ideas and their plans, and everyone's just so motivated for such a young age. Right, and you're saying yeah. entrepreneurship is in the DNA of, of all business nowadays. Yeah, Got sure. to. Even yours. Yes. In your budding broadcasting career. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's kick it off with Samir Patel. Welcome, Samir. Hey, how you doing? And uh, you're an instructor of entrepreneurship here at GSU. How's that going for you? Uh, it's been great. I'm an entrepreneur myself, business owner, and uh, it's always good to to teach young young minds that are eager to to make it out in this world. Now, how long have you been with GSU? For about a year. And um, had you taught before? No, first time teaching actually. So uh, how's can, that going? It's it's awesome actually. I mean, when you've been in business for yourself, you go through so many, you learn so many lessons. Uh, so it's really easy to teach the course because I just gets to hash off what I've already done. Now, um, how'd you even find out about GSU and their entrepreneurship program? Um, GSU is affiliated with another organization called EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. Right. And I'm a member of EO as well. And through that relationship, uh, I was invited to teach. And then, um, so you'd never taught before. How did you know how to make a, the curriculum and do all the stuff? Well, fortunately, GSU's done a great job of establishing the, the baseline curriculum for entrepreneurship. And if you've been in business yourself, you're naturally a leader and you're probably a teacher, whether you know it or not. Right. Uh, and so I just took those same principles and experiences and, and brought it to the classroom. Now, um, how many classes have you do, finished? Just one, one this, semester, yeah. You've done one semester? Yeah. So now... Um, what is the, the class you teach is? So now I'm actually holding office hours for uh, GSU students. They can come talk to an entrepreneur like myself that's been around the block maybe once or twice. Uh, we hold that uh, several times a month for the rest of the semester. And then so when they come and see you, what are some of the questions they're asking you? So largely uh, people have questions about, you know, how do I structure an entre a partnership agreement with a partner? I've got this idea. I don't know how to start with, you know, getting this idea off the ground. Uh, sometimes people are thinking about raising capital, and I ask them some questions on 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 if they think that's a good idea or not. And oftentimes, raising capital is probably not the best idea. But they read a blog or something. They saw some success story that somebody raised capital. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you always hear the flashy stories about entrepreneurship. You don't realize that ninety percent of businesses don't actually raise outside capital. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what's been the most rewarding part about talking to the students one on one like that? I think the it, it keeps me young. I like hearing these young, fresh ideas, uh, and it gets my mind thinking about what they're thinking about. And um, we're here to talk about your relationship with uh, Ty Atlanta. Right. So right. talk about that. How'd you get involved with them? Yeah, so Ty is an established uh, organization here in Atlanta. TIE stand, T -E stands for the Indus Entrepreneurs. Uh, and we're very, very privileged to, to be affiliated with Ty Atlanta and Dr. Paul Lopez, uh, who you'll probably hear about in, in a few minutes. Uh, but Ty is dedicated to entrepreneurship, and it's, it's a natural relationship to have between GSU and Ty. 
Were you involved with Thai prior to your relationship with GSU? Uh, on a, an informal basis, yeah. Many of my friends are Thai members. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are Thai charter members as well and stuff like that. And the uh, interesting thing for the listener that doesn't know about charter members, it's it's probably the only membership where they make you volunteer as part of the I think so, yeah. Charter. I, I'll, I'll let Paul talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, we want to get new members, not drive away the well, ones that, we have. To me, that's now. an attractive thing, so. that you have to be active. You can't just we put your name on something. Pay to play, right? That's I right. Mean, after all, our mission is to build the next generation of entrepreneurs. You can't do that passively. Right, and, that, and you're not interested in just adding members just because they can write a check. They're going to have to kind of integrate themselves into yeah. the process. Yeah, we tell them, find the right program in the first 90 days. Find what you're passionate about. If we don't have the right program, let's build one that you can lead. Right. And we'll do anything for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And that's one of the tenets of being an entrepreneur is taking action. Correct. Not just reading and talking about things. Yeah. So now, um, what do you, your, your, the program you have is to help some of the GSU um, students become part of Thai. In some of their programs? So GSU and Ty have partnered uh, for this, uh, the Young Entrepreneurs, and we're also hosting a competition throughout the semester that culminates uh, mid-April, I think, with the final competition. And so GSU's fielding about 15 to 20 teams, student teams, for this competition. And uh, it's college students that did you, they found you, or how'd you even? Mostly uh, undergrad students, mostly GSU students. Mm-hmm. And it's also open to other schools as well. And, and I know Paul will talk more about it, but uh, from the GSU perspective, we're getting all these teams ready to go for this competition. Well, Paul, let's bring you in and talk about this, because I know you're doing this all over the state. We are, and we started the college-level program. This is our sixth year. It's mm-hmm. actually going to be our most successful with 40-plus teams that self-nominated and about 32 actually now competing for real. And then so you go into a college, and then you give them kind of a structure to go out to their students? We just basically have a couple of marketing items, and over the years, the faculty and administrators have gotten to know us. GSU in particular has been a great co-sponsor because they provide us with in-kind space for the quarter, what we call a qualifying round mm-hmm. on February 23rd, which we'll hold at Buckhead at their building there. The prior three years to that, this is our sixth year, so six years ago when I found out that we weren't doing a college-level program, you may or may not know we're running probably the largest high school program in the whole world. Wow. We've been doing it for about 11 years, starting in Boston, nine here in Atlanta, and we have a global competition as well. So we weren't doing one for colleges. And so six years ago, we started doing that with a partnership with ATDC the first three years. Georgia State was very kind to say they'll become our partners three years ago. Uh, and what we do is just put together the marketing materials so that faculty, administrators, social media through the st- student clubs can get the word out to students that we're here offering a free cross-state program for anybody who wants to start a business. Our whole objective is everything you learn in college, if you want to put it into practice, you actually want to launch a business, you actually want to grow a business, let us help you. And then so... At the college, like at GSU, they have teams. Are those teams kind of mini companies? So every every team that participates has a business venture idea, and some of them are, I'll call them pre, you know, very early stage. Right. Some of them may be about a year old, may have some amount of revenue. They may have created an app, et cetera, and they're in all stages. And just like in real life, we don't differentiate where you are in that evolution as an entrepreneur. 
And then what is the competition? Like, how does somebody win this? So the the competition uh, basically is to make we get a bunch of judges who act as investors, and we even offer if they want to come back to our angel group that's now been in place as a very active angel group here in Georgia. That if they want, they can come and pitch to us, and so we have a pitch. Um, day that the quarterfinal round, as I said, a quarterly round will be on Feb 23rd. They submit a business plan. They submit a business model canvas. We put them together with coaches who are often time members, but also just real life entrepreneurs. And the idea that I will call the most investable, we actually have a certain more rigorous rubric kind of deal. Uh, and we'll have about six or eight teams will move forward from the quarter qualifying round at on Feb 23rd to the mid-April round. The, uh, and from there, we'll pick three that we'll actually put money into as prizes. So you give them the startup kind of methodology? Nope. We believe that that's blank. what college is doing. They're going to figure So we're trying out. not to reinvent the college, what uh-huh. the colleges are doing. They're, they're running great programs, classes, labs, incubators. All the colleges are doing great work. Our job is to put them in touch with a real-life coach, so that then they get ready and actually launch their idea. Mm-hmm. And the one that's the most investable, that's my short form of a really complicated grading rubric, is the one that will end up getting prizes. But then we offer internships in the summer. We will offer potentially investable uh, money from angels, et cetera, et cetera. And to Paul's point, you know, what we teach at GSU is we teach the lean startup methodology, mm-hmm. which is an actual process for getting a business from idea to establishing an est- like a real business model. And then with things like Ty, it enables the team and the student to actually showcase what they're doing. Right, so there's a deadline they're aiming at something. Yeah, actual deadlines, actual things they've got to do and accomplish in order to be a good investable team, like Paul is yeah. saying. So and there'll be a range of four judges who act as investors, and they're looking at this team presenting to them. And they're asking them the, the hard questions. And they listen to the pitch, and then they ask them hard questions, and they rate the various teams. Mm-hmm. And out of that, hopefully, will re- will result in prize money. But we tell all the students, just by participating, you're a winner. Right. Because you're going to get a coach, a mentor. You're going to get actual ideas of how to launch, how to raise money, how to grow customers, how to, I mean, run a real business. How better to do that than working with an organization like Ty while taking all the stuff you're learning at college? Now, Samir, for you, uh, once the word gets out that this is happening, now what's your role of kind of herding the cats here? Well, that's exactly what I do is I do herd the cats. Uh We've got a lot of aggressive teams. We're fielding 1520 for this competition alone. And each team has how many people? Usually one to three people. Right. So we got a couple of solo teams, but a lot of the teams are, are two people. And then they're coming to you, okay, I got two people and I want to make an app. And then you say, okay, here's the lean. Like how are they have just figured this out on their own or like how much structure are you giving them or mentorship? Yeah, so most of the students have gone through the ENI 3101 Entrepreneurial Thinking for Startups course. And so a lot of them are taking that experience and knowledge uh, to their business. So for example, one of the deliverables for this competition is to create a business model canvas mm-hmm. or a lean canvas, right? And then if you don't know what that is, it's just basically a one-page sort of document that helps you outline the key elements that you need uh, for your business. And the cool thing is that most people have this great idea in their head, but when they don't actually take what their idea is in the head and put it on paper and then you force them to explain it to other people, that's where the real value creation happens. Because ideas in your head are just are just nebulous. You, you may think it's a good idea, but 
trying to convince other people that it's a good idea is a different thing entirely. And that's kind of one of the misconceptions I think about entrepreneurship is they think the idea is the most valuable thing. It's not. It's uh-huh. execution and explaining why you know, you're creating value for your right. customer ultimately. But a lot of people get hung up on that first idea part and think yeah. they're almost done. And so my role is to kind of help shift that mentality as well. You've got a great idea and you may have some reasons why you think it's a good idea. But now my job is to help them, you know, through this competition, for example, take that idea, put it on paper, come up with a presentation and explain why you think your idea is is awesome and why it'll make money, too. Right. So selling one item or service is a part of this. Potentially. Some 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 teams have a service. So well, I'll give question. you something. To enter the competition, do you need some sort of a tangible um, product, or is it just an idea that needs to be on paper? Paul, you want to feel that? Yeah, in fact, I'll give you some examples. We're incredibly pleased to see the wide range of items that students are going to pitch this time around. Uh, everything from a music algorithm to bamboo fiber socks to getting people access to housing that are homeless to sleep pods for college students. Yeah, uh, and we've to, got Sigourney here too yeah. with us, yeah. and she's she runs the sleep pods and pods there team. There you go. Great, great segue to electric yep. scooters. So, <laughs> so it's product, it's services, it's apps, whatever it takes. It's, so it's a, a business buyer, buyer. venture, right? Variety. We don't we don't dictate that it needs to fit within a certain set of white lines. We want you to do anything that you think. Basically, we say there are three parts, and then I'll turn it over. She can tell you about her idea. So, so we say, look, make sure you, you're solving a problem, and you're very clear what problem you're solving. Tell us how what's your solution going to be and how you're going to get that to market, how you're going to differentiate yourself. And then thirdly, Tell us why your business is going to be successful. How viable is it? How will you maybe uh, raise profitability, raise revenues, et cetera? If you can do those three things and convince the judges that they would invest in your business, and by the way, we're not saying invest in terms of real money. It could be bootstrapping. Then you're going to be successful. And in fact, please start. Don't just talk about it. Don't just pitch about it. Don't just write about it. I tell everybody, our competition is not a science fair. We want you to go do it, right? Mm -hmm. Just do it theory. And so maybe you can listen to Sigourney tell you about her project. Now, uh, before we get to Sigourney, um, can they be social enterprise or nonprofit, or is this well, only in fact, for we profit? have some no. Um, so, so you know, all of them. We're trying to get the students to be entrepreneurial, and I'm on several nonprofit mm-hmm. boards. I tell people the the uh, best way for you to be sustainable is to actually be profitable, to right. build surpluses, to really grow your business, whether it's growing you know geography, growing products, etc. Same concept. So this year we've got. A couple. I, I think there's a couple of teams that are very socially conscious, and I think because the students today are becoming more and more, so we've got one team that's putting together um, rental housing for homeless people, mm-hmm. as an example. Um, there, there's just a, a wide variety, but I would say the the majority is for profit kind of ideas. All right, so let's bring Sigourney on. Welcome, Sigourney. Uh, Chavez with ZenPod. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. So tell us about ZenPod. So ZenPod is a place where students can go on campus to sleep and relax and do homework. And it's actually an enclosed pod. So the way I came up with the idea is I was actually in Professor Patel's class and it started off as a group project. So he gave us an assignment to figure out a problem and how to solve that problem. So I wanted to make it conducive to college students and as well as something that I was facing. 
So an issue that I had was that I would be on campus from 9.30 in the morning up until about 7.15 at night. And in between that, I would do my homework and, you know, I would get tired in between classes and I never had a place where I could just actually sleep. So I started off with the idea of sleep rooms, but unfortunately that's illegal in Georgia. So Good then, to go. yeah. So then, that's how Zen Pods Especially came about. Especially when rented by the hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you can't do that. <laughs> so then, that's how Zen Pods came about. And so, what is a Zen Pod? It's just actually a pod. So in the pod, it has additional features where you can have a reclining chair. There's going to be a Bluetooth adapt- adaptability for you to link your phone and actually to like listen to music and, of course, sleep. And then uh, does this exist or what stage are you It doesn't right exist yet. I'm still in the stage of kind of getting it up and running. Right now, I'm looking for manufacturers. And I've actually touched base with a couple. I'm just trying to see which one's going to be my best fit. Now, have you tested it in any form? Yes, I've done customer discovery where I've went out and actually talked to college students on campus to see whether or not they would use the pod. And I got a lot of good feedback from that. Now, did you discuss pricing? Yes, we did discuss pricing. The pricing would be about like 10 to $12, but then also- For the, how long? For about an hour. But then if you plan on staying a little bit longer, it just depends on like what you're doing in the pod. So that kind of, it, it gets a little tricky, but it, it plays into the place. Did you, did you ask like the university, can I put a pod here to test it at some point? Or are you at that stage? Yet? We're at that stage. We're just getting our answers first before we come to Georgia State. And we plan on potentially doing a licensing agreement with them. Mm-hmm. So now when you had the idea, mm-hmm. you were all fired up, right? Yes. <laughs> it was very exciting. So you went to the professor mm-hmm. and then he got, he kind of said, that sounds okay. Or like, what kind of feedback did you get from him? Uh, he was very intense at first, <laughs> but he, he, he led me in the way that I needed to be led. Um, he hinted on the canvas that we started in class. There was this book called um, Running Lean, and we started reading the book, and through each chapter, there was different segments and different assignments that he would give us, and the main thing was following the lean canvas, and then once we followed that, it molded our way into business. Do you have any partners, or are you doing this by yourself? Yes, I have Rosemary and Rosemary Sumfon and Josh King. Did you? Um, how hard was it to recruit? partners it wasn't hard it started off in class um it's just more so working as a team but we've come we've established a really great team like we work together very well and just making sure that we're all on the same page is the most important thing now how did you kind of um, create the roles for each of you i looked at where everyone was strong like their strong points and their weaknesses and where we can pick up one another where the other one kind of lacks a little so bit. what are you where's your strengths my strengths would be definitely in pitching the idea and talking to the consumers and also making sure that everyone is on the same page and that we're all working collaboratively together. And what's your weakness? Ooh, my weakness. Um, Lack of weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. I would say my weakness is, hmm, that's a good one. You Probably the math part? Uh, it could be math. Um, Rosemary and Josh are very strong in technology because that's what they're getting their degree in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not as strong in that area, so that's kind of where I lack, and they pick up 
for me in that area. And, you know, it's important to say that one of the areas we feel the students get the most out of our competition is getting a lot of advice on the financials. Mm-hmm. It's typically an area that's relatively weak when the students start. Right. Working with the coach and the faculty advisor, we tell them they need to just shore up that area. And that's common. It is they, very common. Look, if I'm an investor listening to you pitch, tell me why I'd give you money other than I like your idea. No, that's not enough. I want to know how you're going to do it, how you're going to implement it, when are you going to get my money back, et cetera. Right. right? And, that's and a, it's got to be driven by hope, hard data put into a financial plan. And then so how much of the time do you spend with the financial side of it when you're putting this together I, know I spend, spend a lot, lot I spend a lot more time there because I know that's something I need to tidy up on mm-hmm. but as far as the financials I'm still working that into play because depending on how much the cost is going to be for everything I still need to work backwards with that right mm-hmm. and then so to figure out the math of how much does a pod cost am I going to have to pay a fee to put it somewhere mm-hmm. do I have to pay someone to upkeep it there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of things that go into it. So we do offer the cleaning services, which is also included in the cost of the pod once mm-hmm. the student uses the pod. And as well, as far as to hint back on what you said for the financials, for the manufacturing, we just kind of have to get a general idea of what that's going to be because we found the cost of a pod. But because we want to add additional features, it's going to be a little bit more. Right. And the first one's always the most expensive one. Yes. <laughs> So what's been the most rewarding part of the process for you so far? The most rewarding part is definitely the experience. It's just learning um, what to do and what not to do and learning from your mistakes. And also being in Professor Patel's class, we just learned what it takes to be a business entrepreneur. And one thing that I took away from him the most is it's not about if you're going to be the best. It's about how you execute your plan to get it done. The one other thing I'd say that while Sigourney may or may not realize it now, by the time we do the qualifying round, what all the students tell us is having a real-world entrepreneur who acts as their coach. We mm-hmm. have a requirement that they meet at least three times in a meaningful kind of way. Then we have the entire morning of the 23rd of the qualifying round in February as being a coaching session. They get real-world feedback, much like Samir is doing for them because he has that background. Right. Not all faculty have that background, right? So, so it's again, it's just an additional kind of capability. Now, Samir, at GSU, are you the main faculty person or are there several faculty people helping? Oh, no, there's several. I mean, there's full-time instructors, full-time professors here. That are involved with the student teams? Uh, no, not with the student teams necessarily. Not for this particular competition, so but there are other those faculty those are all you? So you? You're the guy? To an extent, yeah. Well, he is, <laughs> he's sort of the coordinator guy, and he also works with some teams, but many teams have already worked and will continue to work with a faculty advisor. So it may be a different professor, maybe even a different college outside the College of Business. So out of GSU, I'd say that there are some faculty professors. So they act as the faculty advisor to a team. Samir is sort of the overlay faculty coordinator for our competition across all teams. We've also got a mentorship program inside E&I, the Entrepreneurship Innovation Institute as well that uh, works some some of the mentors are working with the teams and then some are working with with student businesses that are not necessarily competing now the beauty of the GSU program is that entrepreneurship um, class is opened as a minor to across the whole university you don't have to be like a business student in order to participate you can major in entrepreneurship at GSU and you can also obviously get a minor in it too but then but the minor allows every student 
yeah. to take a shot at So this. ENI is open to any student at GSU, right. which is really unique and really cool. Is that unique across all the universities, or are so, you seeing that more and more? Um, so what typically happens is it, it depends on the evolution of which where the university is. We've got places like Georgia Tech that is very, very far advanced. And so they've got multiple institutes and multiple research centers that might be connected with the College of Engineering, the College of Architecture, right. to the ones where most of the time the idea has sort of come out of the business school. Part of it is the Business Accrediting Society has caused entrepreneurship to become front and center. Right. And so typically that department or that institute or that um, often you know, uh, entrepreneurship center starts inside the business college. But as gradually what I'm seeing in other universities across Georgia is growing outside the business college. Now, you mentioned that this has been around for several years now. Have any of the teams gone on to have you know, actually commercialized their, the thing that they started with at the university level? We, we don't keep track as well as I would like, but the answer is yes. In fact, several of them, the ones from Georgia Tech, take some IP that needs to be monetized as an example. Mm-hmm. They continue to work that. They often get grants for that. We've got some businesses that have gone out and actually raised money and done an app and so on. So, so it has led to actual businesses and jobs and things We hope like that. so. That's really what we want. We just right. don't track the students somewhat. You know, the way to communicate with students when they graduate is not easy. Uh, but that's our whole intent is to grow businesses, launch businesses, and actually create jobs, right? And Samir, uh, what do you need more of? How can we help you? Well, I mean, I think awareness of what we're doing here, here at E&I in general um, would always help. We're always looking for mentors to be involved in the community. Uh, we definitely would like more students as well to be aware of the program offerings of ENI. Um, that's that's about it. Yeah. And then Paul, what can we do to help you? What do you need more? I think if there's a listener from either the business community who wants to learn about how they can coach and mentor folks, mm-hmm. uh, while we have a lot of people interested in doing that, it's another way of giving back. They can look up atlanta.tie.org, TIE spelled T-I-E. If you're a college listening outside of Georgia State, well, there's a very good partnership here. We're trying to do this across many colleges. And then I'm very pleased to say that for the first time ever, we've been asked to lead, I've been asked to lead a committee worldwide whereby we will take our winning team from here in Atlanta, Georgia, or it could be actually anywhere. It could be Valdosta. It could, it could be, be anywhere Dalton, in Georgia. In Georgia. We, right. Our competition is Georgia only. For the first time ever in May, we will take our winning team to a competition that Thai Global will have in Silicon Valley. Wow, that's exciting. From chapters all over the world. And Sigourney, uh, how can we help you? What do you need more of? Um, I would probably say a little bit more exposure. Just like they said, getting people to know more about the programs that they're offering and then also just getting other students involved because I think it's a really good concept if students do want to become an entrepreneur to start by taking the class because it's kind of an introduction for you. What about at ZenPod? What can we do to help ZenPod be successful? ZenPods to be successful. Keep inviting me back. (laughs) (laughs) And tell the story. Do you have a website? Like what? I don't have a website yet. Um, once we get everything together, we're in the works of doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And then, so it, right now, it's self-funded. Your it's your bootstrapping yes. it all amongst yep. yourself. Self-funded. <laughs> Good. Courtney, are you a senior or when are you graduating? I'm a junior. I have okay. one more year. So just an idea to give you is keep working this even between competitions. You can come back next year, mm-hmm. by which time you may have a prototype, you may have revenue, etc. Just continue 
evolving as an entrepreneur. Right. Definitely. There's no end, right? Just keep growing. Just like life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for being part of this. Samir, the website for the entrepreneurship program. So just uh, Google GSU and ENI, uh-huh. and that'll take you where you need to go about all to learn all about the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute. And Paul, last time for the... All of our programs, including the uh, the Thai Young Entrepreneurs programs, are under atlanta.thai.org. And Sigourney, if somebody wants to connect with you, are you on LinkedIn, any of the social media? I am on LinkedIn. They can Google my name, Sigourney Chavez, or reach me via email, sigourneychavez at yahoo.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you all for sharing your story today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us.